Hey, this is Ted. And Tom. And we're doing another Best of Fives for Neozaz. Uh, this episode we wanted to do a Best of Fives on the songs by Chris Cornell. Or with Chris Cornell, because they may not be by him. Uh, Chris Cornell unfortunately died a couple days ago, and instead of mourning his death, we wanted to celebrate his music. Yep. So uh, he's, you know, if you don't know, Chris Cornell was most known as the singer from the band Soundgarden. Uh, then after they broke up in the late 90s, he kind of went off and did his own thing for a little while, then came back with Audio Slave with the guys from Rage Against the Machine, and then eventually Soundgarden came back together up until a couple nights ago. And it's all done now. So I think we, I just wanted to start with, uh, you know, did you know Soundguard started in 1984? I did not know that. I was looking it up a little bit. I mean, I know it had been around since like at least the mid 80s. Oh, yeah. I thought it was late 80s. No, he started in 1984 with a couple other guys and he actually, he was the singer, but he also played drums. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I guess it, it got too difficult for him to yeah. play drums and sing. Like so, uh, Genesis? <laughs> yeah. So they... They hired, uh, they got um, some other drummer, and eventually Matt Cameron came on board, and uh, they got good. Then, um, I guess from there we'll go about how I discovered Soundgarden and Chris Cornell. Um, I should probably uh, preface that by saying Soundgarden was and is my favorite band of all time, so when a uh, I got the news the other day from you. Thanks a lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sorry to ruin your morning. <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. Uh, yeah, it was pretty sad, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. So back in uh, eighth grade, my friend Carmen had joined the Columbia House Music. Like, I, I actually, I remember, I remember getting into Soundgarden, and he had to get, you know, you, you signed up and you had to get a whole bunch of free things, yeah, yeah. and then you got to buy more <clears throat> crap over the next three years and this was probably so eighth grade was like 93 okay and he had lent me a whole bunch of stuff and it's right when grunge was like really starting yeah. like smells like teen spirit was out and everything so most of what he got was that kind of stuff was pearl jam and one of the tapes that he lent me was bad motor finger tape yes yeah, set tape, tape. <laughs> not eight tracks not that old but yeah, cassette tape, and uh, out of everything he lent me, Bad Motor Finger just like blew me away. I had never heard them before yeah. listening to that, and it was basically because of his voice. Nobody, I'd never heard anything like that before. But I, I was really not that into music at the time. Back then, I really liked Def Leppard, and that's kind of where things were at the time. <laughs> uh, but as soon as I heard that. That all went out the window, and uh, I might as well lived in Seattle because yeah. that's all I got. <laughs> yeah, into. you definitely were. Uh, uh, yeah, because started wearing flannel and all that stuff. Yep. Uh, and then you know, after that introduction, I I went back and rediscovered some of their older stuff. But you know, when I got to high school, Soundgarden still, which would have been the fall of '93, Soundgarden still like wasn't really a big, well-known band, like. They were getting noticed just because Seattle was happening, yeah. and mainly because of Nirvana was blowing up all over the place. Uh, but then, like, Stunt Up Pilots came out, and Alice in Chains, who had also been around forever, but, 
you know, just yeah, yeah. They, they kind of fell in that fold and everything. Pearl Jam. Um, so when I when I got to high school, I, I had uh, one story I wanted to talk about, and it, it kind of really cemented why I, I really connected with Soundgarden is I had a bad motor finger shirt. Okay. And I wore the hell out of it. And there was one day we were, uh, our, our high school was two floors and we were, uh, switching classes. I was on the stairwell and some girl like made a comment. She's like, that kid always wears that sound <laughs> shirt and nobody knows who they are. <laughs> and I, I kind of like, it made me smile. It made me happy. <laughs> I kind of felt like, you know, yeah, that's right, yeah. bitch. <laughs> I, I, it kind of made me feel like Soundgarden was my band because I was so into them, yeah. but nobody else was at the time. And then uh, eventually, I, th- I guess the next year, 94, 94. Um, Super Unknown came out, and I bought it the day it came out. Um, and I think the first single off it was Spoon Man, um, which was okay. I mean, you know, they played it on MTV and stuff. Um and I think they did My Wave was was a single, too. Okay. And, you know, it was okay. And then Black Hole Sun came out, and, like, Soundgarden was on top of the world. Yeah. I mean, they may as well have been the Beatles at that point. <laughs> yeah. they, it just – and it's the reason why that's my least favorite Soundgarden song is just because I heard it so yeah. freaking much. <laughs> you, you couldn't go anywhere without hearing it, which was a good thing at the time, sure. I guess, because Soundgarden was finally reaching that wide audience. It, it was kind of weird because I also felt like – and maybe it's why I don't like the song too – is that – that like ownership that I felt of the band <laughs> sort of got yeah. taken away from it. You know? Everybody's like, "Yeah, Soundgarden." Yeah. I'm like, "Where were you, mother effers, yeah. a year ago?" Did, did you, you know? did you go and find that girl and say, "Have you heard of them now?" No, <laughs> she's never been heard from again. So that's really um, from that point on. I mean, Soundgarden, and, and mainly because of Chris Cornell singing, was uh, my band. Uh, unfortunately, I never got to see them really in their prime because you know well i mean i was you know 15 at the time and going to concerts wasn't really happening much at that point uh so i i remember when down on the upside came out uh i was in the fan club i actually paid money to be in the fan club (laughs) and uh the down on the upside came out and they were touring and they were coming to the tower in philly and they had i had gotten a thing in the fan club because this was way before going online sure, and buying sure. tickets, um, that, hey, you know, they're touring now and get your tickets. So I called Ticketmaster, and it was long sold out. But I do remember oh. the guys like, they do have a show up in New York that still has tickets. And I'm like, yeah, there's th- yeah this yeah. was 97, I guess, 96. I'm like, there's no way I'm making it up yeah. to New York to see them. Like, oh, I'll catch them next time. Well, they toured, and then they broke up, and that was the end of it. <laughs> was was that their, they did that tour, and then they broke up? Mm-hmm. Oh, it was like right after okay. that tour was the end of it. Um, I think they pretty much hated each other by that point and the tour was like disastrous oh okay i, I, I think by the end like none of them were talking to each other and uh, they, they all got stupid i wonder if it affected their on-stage performance i don't know you know he's he's always been kind of a weird dude i remember seeing uh, a piece of a performance where he um he was doing a song and i don't know if his guitar was out of tune or a string book or something he just like in the middle of the song, took his guitar off, threw it on the ground, and just like walked off the stage. <laughs> okay. So I, I guess he, you know, had a bit of a chip on his shoulder about something. I don't know if it was from that tour or what, 
But uh, he wasn't always a happy camper, uh, you know, as evidenced by recently. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, that kind of happened. Soundgarden broke up, and then he went and did, his, uh, you know, a couple solo things. Um, he did the album Euphoria Morning, which is okay. Like, I don't think it's terrible. Um, it's pretty much him playing a bunch of mellow songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, one thing I did forget to mention was when he did Temple of the Dog with uh, the, the guys from Pearl Jam uh, in the middle. So, uh, But yeah, he did a couple solo things, and then quite a few years later, um, Audio Slave happened. And it's kind of cool because I, I saw them on the first tour, and you know I finally got to see him perform live, but it was, it was really cool because I had never cared about Rage Against the Machine mm-hmm. before that point. It was just like, Oh, it's just some guy rapping. I really didn't give him the time of day. Uh, but, you know, I really liked that album, the first album. So it made me go back and listen to and then begin to appreciate Rage Against the yeah, Machine. Yeah. So uh, that was kind of cool in that aspect. I'd probably, I don't know if it would have happened yeah, if yeah. he didn't end up singing with them. Uh, and then, you know, he... Uh, I guess five years ago, Soundgarden got back together. Yeah. And uh, they wrote a new album, which I didn't like at all. No, I don't either. But uh, none of those songs are on my list. <laughs> no, no, me either. So, uh, yeah, that kind of happened up until uh, the other day. Now, uh, I am wearing a Soundgarden shirt today. It's uh, the last time I wore the shirt was that concert five years ago. Really? And I tried not to wear it much. It's one of the. I held on to two shirts that I had in my high school days. One was the first concert I went to, which was Aerosmith. But the, <laughs> the other one was this shirt. And I don't wear it much because it's kind of falling apart. You can see, like, yeah. the neck is all That shirt is very cool. And, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, that also just goes to show how much I love Soundgarden. Yeah, and was, Out of all my shirts, obviously I kept the first concert, but the yeah. other one was a Soundgarden shirt. Yeah, and that is a down-on-the-upside shirt, correct? Yes, it is. Okay. It's red. It's got, like, the blurred-out picture of yeah. it. It's got... Or no, it's a super unknown. Because on oh. the back, it's got Soundgarden and Super Unknown. Oh like, so yeah, okay. into the material. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So, yes, I love Soundgarden. <laughs> What's your? <clears throat> uh, I so. pretty much a lot of the music that I listen to now um, is just because of you. <laughs> I, you <laughs> know, when <laughs> when I was younger, you would make me cassette tapes with with. All, all grunge, pretty much all of it. Grunge, Metallica, stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, you know, I, I like Soundgarden a lot. I mean, that that show we went to was was great. Um, the reunion show before they wrote the new album, so there was no new songs. It was just yeah, it hits deep cuts for two two hours, two and a half hours. Yeah. I don't know, it was amazing. And when we did our last best of fives, that didn't make my top five. Yeah. But I think it was like my first runner up. Yeah, so it was pretty. <clears throat> Pretty great. Yeah, that was good. And we and you saw okay. So you said you saw Audio Slave on the first tour they did, mm-hmm. and then uh, and then I saw them with you on I don't know second tour maybe after the the next album, yeah. um, which was a good show too. That show I, I remember. It's you know Audio Slave is good. I like them. Um, but when they they played what two Soundgarden songs and two Rage songs, once they started playing those songs, just the place exploded. Yeah, they did. <laughs> Everybody uh, went crazy. They did Rusty Cage. Yeah, yeah. And a big bad Motorfinger banner like fell yes, down yes. on the stage, and uh, forget what other. Soundgarden I probably started crying. <laughs> um, 
I don't remember. Should I did two songs? I, I, they I did feel that. like it. They did a rage song. They did. They did sleep now in the fire and yeah. killing in the name. Oh, so maybe they did two Soundgarden. I'm songs. sure they would have. I don't. Yeah, I don't really feel like. Because I remember later on in the show, he came out by himself and did um, a Temple of the Dog song. Okay, I don't remember I, that. Yeah, off the top of my head, I can't remember what song it was. Okay, but it was just yeah, him by himself. Okay. Um, yeah, that was you know both both really good shows. So I mean, at least you know at least we were able to see him. A few times. And then I saw Soundgarden another time when they toured with Nine Inch Nails. I went to that show because I'm a huge Nine Inch Nails fan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and that was that was a good show, too. It was, the sh- set was a little shorter, and so it was mostly hits, but yeah, still I'm, a great show. I'm kind of disappointed I didn't go to that show. Yeah. I, then I could have said I saw them one more time. Yeah. But it was when King Animal came out, and I figured uh, they're going to play half the songs off the new album, yeah. which and I they, don't like. And they really didn't. They only played... Maybe two songs, maybe three. Yeah, figures. Um, but that's I have a Soundgarden shirt, and it's when I went to that show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's uh, in the Bad Motor Finger style that I wore yesterday. So and concert shirts nowadays are not cheap. Oh my god! So if I you don't want to spend money on it, you must have really yeah, wanted it. I think it was like forty bucks, and I bought an Nine Inch Nails shirt also. So it was an expensive night. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I stayed home. <laughs> okay, so uh, do you have anything else you want to say before we get into our list? Uh, no, let's let's dive in. All right, so. <clears throat> Starting with number five, you can go first. All right. Uh, at number five, um, okay, so I I kind of set criteria for myself for this, which it had to be it had to be a song that Chris Cornell wrote. Oh. Um, for the most part. Okay. Um, Interesting. And um, and I wanted to pick songs that he really showed his vocal range, where ups and downs, just you know, all of his styles. Number five is an audio slave song, which actually, um, I, I researched all these on, on Wikipedia and actually I didn't realize this, but the audio slave songs on the first album said all the lyrics obviously were wrote by Chris, but all the music it said were, was written by the other members. So, hmm. but I don't know if that means all of them or just the rage guys. I'm not sure. Huh. I can't imagine it was just the rage guys, but, um, but anyway, it didn't give individual credits for the songs, which all the Soundgarden yeah. songs I looked up had individual credits for mm-hmm. every song, whoever wrote them. Um, so anyway, so my number five is Shadow on the Sun, okay. which is, I mean, if you ask the general fan, they're probably not going to recognize that song by the name anyway, but uh, it's a great song. It really shows his range like mm. um, a lot, um, and it's uh, it's. It's probably it's probably my favorite audio slave song um, overall, and so cool. That is my number five. Good, yeah. Um, my criteria, I, I didn't. You know, I thought about doing that songs mm-hmm. that he wrote. Yeah, that I knew that he wrote, but I, I've had this long-standing thought that um, since I don't really like his solo material <laughs> or, or much outside of Soundgarden and Audio Slave, that I really don't feel like he wrote most of it. Yeah, um, just because when he's on his own. It seems like it's kind of it's definitely a lot more toned down right. than anything else that he does. So, I I I I, I base my list on pretty much what you said the songs that show his range. Another thing I didn't really base it on, like you said, you know, he obviously wrote all the lyrics is I don't know what the hell any of his songs are about. <laughs> he, yeah. I mean, I, I've tried reading it and it just, none of it makes any sense. Yeah. I mean, you get themes and stuff. Yeah. Unfortunately, he's talking about death quite a bit, Yeah, but like, I, I don't know. It just, none of it really 
made any sense to me, especially songs like Black Hole Sun. Like, yeah, that, that that I don't understand. That and you know, I, I've never I've listened to a lot of interviews with him, and uh-huh. he's, he's a pretty chill guy. Like he doesn't really talk a whole lot, but he never really explained like what he's writing about. So I I, I don't know if he was like Robert Plant and reading <laughs> books and just writing about yeah. them, or if there was something deeper or, to them. Or maybe he's like Rob Zombie and he's just throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. Put as many words in the next <laughs> 10 seconds as you can. So that's where my uh, okay. list comes from. So my number five, is, and it's... Uh, I, I, I didn't want to shoehorn anything into my list just for the sake of putting it in there. Okay. I, okay. So th- this number five is kind of like that, but it's a really awesome song and I love it. It's song Seasons from the singles soundtrack, okay. uh, which is just him and an acoustic guitar. Uh, it, it's something that up until that point, I had never heard him do okay, okay. anything like that. So it was so radically different. And it's a song that I, I've always kind of gravitated towards. And, you know, eventually... Um, around the time I was in high school, I started to learn how to play guitar, and I really wanted to learn how to play that song. And I couldn't because the tuning is one of the most bizarre tunings <laughs> I've ever okay. seen on a guitar. Like even when I, I, I would look up the sheet music online and stuff, and it would have the tuning on, I, I could never freaking figure out how to tune my guitar to that song. It wasn't until I want to say maybe. 10 years ago, I brought my guitar in the work one day and, uh, my boss at the time who played bass, uh, I, 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 he, uh, he, he was tuning it for me or something. I forgot he was doing with it. And I said, Hey, can you do this tuning for me? And he's like, Oh yeah, sure. And within like 10 seconds, <laughs> he had it tuned and he hit the first note. And I was like, that's it. <laughs> and it, I actually, I left my guitar in that tune for quite a while because I didn't want to undo it. Yeah. I was afraid I'd never be able to put it back. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I just really like that song. That whole soundtrack is pretty amazing, yeah. but, uh, he, he shines all by himself on that song. So that's my number five. <clears throat> uh, okay. That's also my number four. <laughs> uh, okay, well, that's a good leader. <laughs> um, you know, same reasons you said, um, I actually just, I actually just discovered really that I I know you love that soundtrack that, you know, you've said it for a while and on my mixes, you've put birth ritual and state Mm -hmm. of love and trust. Um, but not too long ago, I went and listened to the whole soundtrack and, that song was on there. You never put it on any of the the mixes, probably because it was more mellow. Mm -hmm. And I guess at the time I wasn't looking for that. (laughs) Um, but I mean, I heard it and I'm like, this is one, this is one of the best acoustic songs I've ever heard. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just, it's, it's just kind of amazing. Um, what year did that come out? Do you know? Uh, Oh, I think the movie came out when we were in high school. So it was probably like 95, 96. And uh, you, he's in the movie. He, he likes yeah, one. Yeah, I think I read uh, just on Wikipedia on like the uh, the I, not about the movie, but about the the soundtrack. Yeah. And I think it says a, a lot of people on the soundtrack yeah. um, have cameos in the movie. Yeah, like Pearl. I saw the movie once, but okay. like Pearl Jam's in it, and they're the band with the main guy. In okay, the movie, so. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Yeah, I've I've never seen. It. I think Allison Chains was in it too, like performing. Okay. It's worth checking out if you. I mean, it's yeah. if you like all that music. Yeah, I I probably should. Um, 
but yeah, so that's my that's my number uh, four. Oh, that was easy. So my number four is um, an Alice in Chains song. Okay, it's uh, Right Turn from Sap. Oh yes, the Sap EP. Didn't even think of that. Yeah, and uh, it's weird because, like I said, it is an Alice in Chains song technically. But if you if you look at the liner notes, it says that song is by Alice Mudgarden because oh, okay. it also has Mark Arm, who was the singer from Mudhoney, okay, singing on that song. And it starts out with uh, Lane Staley singing, but then the second part of the first verse, Chris Cornell sings, mm-hmm. and then he's kind of in the background of the chorus. Yeah, and stuff. Yep, yep. But the the reason I. I pick this song is like the last like minute of the song is this real long outro yeah where the three of them are kind of singing yes, over yes. top of each <laughs> other and he just like just belts out yeah. this like awesome vocals I, I i i feel like i should try to sing it but it's gonna sound Maybe not. <laughs> it's like it's, it's it's, like, it's the part where he goes, it's hard to believe somebody yeah. tricked you. And he's not like the loudest vocal on no. it. It is kind of in the back. It is. But it just sounds great. Yeah, it does. And I, it's my favorite song on that EP, and it's mainly because he sings yeah. on it. So that's my number four. Okay. Yeah, that is a really good EP. Probably, I mean, if I count EPs in albums, that is probably my favorite album mm-hmm. from Alice in Chains. It's, it's great. Um, okay, so we're on number three. So number three is um, is a Temple of the Dog song. And I was going back and forth between this and another one. Um, the one I picked was Say Hello to Heaven. Um, but I was going back and forth between that and Hunger Strike. But he really only sang like the, the half of the first verse and then the choruses. And mm-hmm. I think that's really all he sings in that song. So he's not really mm. featured as much. At least I don't, that's what it sounded like to me. Um, but say hello to heaven is is pure him. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's just that's uh, a long song too. It is. It is a long song. Um, it's great. Uh, that's a show. I really wish we were able to go to. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I, I mean, I was willing to shell out some money for it, and if you know me, I'm really cheap. Yeah. And it, it, I there's got to be someone I really really want to see, and tickets. Were, started at like a hundred bucks, wasn't it? And I said, you know, if you well, get them for a hundred bucks, yeah. Go. Well, I think that's if, if we were able to, if I was able to buy them when they went on sale, which I was not, I think they were a hundred dollars, but then selling online after, cause it sold out in seconds. Yeah. I was on immediately. And actually that one, it was such a clusterfuck. I think like I was on there and it didn't actually go on sale at the time. It was like a few minutes later Ooh. or something. And then they added another show and put tickets on sale, but didn't announce it. And then they announced it like after tickets were on sale. Yeah. I was such a, I was so frustrated. Yeah. They were immediately being flipped for like 500. Bucks. Oh yeah. 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 There was, you know, I would have loved to go to it, but I'm not paying that much. Yeah. <laughs> Um, which is kind of, it's even more frustrating because they played, I think they played the tower. Yes. Um, but in the, the so they played, I think in, in five, in five cities, I think on that tour, Yes. Uh, like maybe two nights each, mm-hmm. but in New York, they're playing, I think Madison square garden. Yeah. So like, <laughs> yeah, they played these huge venues and yeah. then Philly, that was like the tiniest place. So, I mean, sure. I guess we could have gotten tickets for that one, but, uh, we probably <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we probably should have. But uh, that was that was kind of disappointing that we couldn't get to go to that. But yeah, they, they and they were playing all kinds of like cover songs. Oh yeah, like, I mean they. Play, I think they played the whole album plus yeah. yeah other a lot of other stuff and 
Trip was a great show, but oh well. <laughs> okay. Uh, so my number three is Pretty Noose from okay. Down on the Upside, which was, <laughs> you know, I I, I, I kind of <laughs> hesitate at putting it on here only because yeah, of well. <laughs> how it went out, but um, it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, as Super Unknown was out and it exploded and you know, Soundgarden was this beast. And then eventually, obviously they announced another album was coming out. And it was kind of like, I was at like an all time high of excitement, but at the same time I was wondering if it was going to be any good. Mm -hmm. And before the album came out, I heard pretty noose on the radio. I think it was, that was the first song they put out on. And it's just an awesome song. Uh, you know, Down on the Upside is not my favorite album, but that one song yeah. is, is just unbelievable from start to finish. Uh, and, you know, it, it is a song that does show his vocal range, and he sings part of it like he doesn't sing in any other song that I could think of. And it's like the bridge towards the end where, where he starts singing, I don't care what you've got. Yeah, yeah. And just the way he sings just those few words okay. is very different. Uh, and, and it's really cool. That was a really experimental album for them because yeah. it's it's not like anything else. Yeah, you know, I mean, um, one of my favorite songs on that album is actually Apple Bite, which is yeah. it's weird, but mm. I love it. <laughs> yeah. It's... Not yeah. like anything that they've written before. Yeah, that, that whole album is like, each song is like yeah. a very different thing than the one before it. Yeah. Especially like Ty Cobb in the middle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. belong on that album at all. <laughs> no. but, uh, yeah, so my number three is Pretty Noose. Okay. It's a good one. I think they played that when we saw that. Yeah. I think. Yeah, they did. And it's funny, when it came out, I remember my cousin Chris was like, hey, did you hear the new Soundgarden album? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, yeah, man, Pretty Noose is like my anthem now. I love that. <laughs> so, that's it. Okay. Um, all right, so we're on number two. Yes. Um, my number two is a Soundgarden song, and it is um, it's Jesus Christ Pose. Okay. Um, he, yeah, he wrote it. Uh, it's a great song, and it, it, that's another one that shows his vocal range very much so. Um, it's it's just a great song. I was reading on on Wikipedia that um, I guess when the the music video came out that MTV outlawed it because yes. it was uh, you know it was uh, you know it was a long time before I actually got to see it. I didn't even know it was a video until many <laughs> years later. Yeah, but it was kind of interesting. I mean, to to have a channel outlaw a video, but well, they did it for this one. I want you to get religion involved. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, that actually that made my honorable mention okay. list. But I had a specific one, and it's the version from the live on i five. Okay, CD yeah, yeah. Because it's like I said, it's an awesome song to begin with. But they like he like added to it in that version, uh-huh. and it's just it, it's really cool. Yeah. I, they they did play it when we saw them, yeah. but they did, they didn't do it like that live on i five version. It was more just like the album. Okay. So, yeah, I, I like that one version. Okay. Not, not that I don't like the original. Right, right. It's amazing. But uh, I remember at the time, like, letting other people that I was trying to introduce to Soundgarden, uh, and that was, like, the one song sure. that I would put on my, my tape deck yeah. <laughs> uh, to play for them because it was, like, the one that I knew people would probably dig the most. So that's a good one. Yeah. All right. My number two. And honestly, I don't know that it even would have made my list if he didn't die, but 
and it ends up on here and it's all the way up on number two, uh, mainly because how it made me feel and it's outshined okay. by Soundgarden on Bay Motorfinger. Uh, we already talked about it. you had texted me that morning yeah. that he died. Um, and I was like, what? Okay. And then I went online just to see if it yeah. was bullshit or not. And, uh, sadly it was true. So today, that day was Soundgarden day for me and I got in my car brought my daughter to school and you know as soon as i dropped her off i threw bad motor finger on in the car i have like a 40 minute commute to work so i've got plenty of time yeah. to, to listen to things and you know i obviously i started singing along to everything yeah and you know i got through rusty cage and then outshined is the second song and i was you know five minutes from my daughter's school <laughs> and outshine came on and I really don't know what it was about that song, but I just started crying. And I, I know I told you this, but it wasn't like, you know, like I started to well up a little bit. Like when I watched Star Wars, yeah, like yeah. I kind of tear up. I was full on crying. I was like, <laughs> I was grabbing tissues and wiping my eyes and my nose. And that pretty much lasted the entire commute to work uh trying to get from one song to the next as i was singing and i kind of felt like you know it was i think actually singing along with it was making it harder on me but i I, it's a weird thing like i felt like i owed it to him it's it's really bizarre i I definitely don't care about usually when famous people die yeah but i i that hit me like a ton of bricks just when that song came on i didn't know what to do and you know that song, uh, obviously, it's a great song. But you know, when I thought of like Bad Motorfinger and stuff, mm-hmm. that's not the first song that I would go to. Yeah, my on favorite. it, it's probably somewhere in the middle for me. Uh, <laughs> my friend Jim and I always had a running, running joke between each other, and it was that one part of the so now you know and even to this day if like oh, okay. we, we talk to you each just other quote it. yeah, yeah okay. it's like so now you know uh so it's yeah that just that experience and feeling that way um just and, and just because that happened to be the song that mm-hmm. i was grooving along to when the emotions hit me um just catapulted it up my list yeah yeah i i was th- I mean, I wasn't crying, but I also put on that album when I was on my way to work, and I was getting choked up, like singing along with uh, with some of the songs. Um, I, yeah. I couldn't believe how bad I was crying. <laughs> I, I was hoping like other drivers weren't looking like, <laughs> yeah. into my car because I, I I looked like a freaking mess. <laughs> All right. <coughs> okay, so we're at number one. Yes, we are. So my number one um, is another Soundgarden song, and. <laughs> Uh, unfortunately it's, it's like suicide, <laughs> um, not, not, not because of that reason, but it's just, that song is just, it, it's seven minutes. It's just, it's an amazing song, both versions, the album version and the acoustic version. That's oh, not yeah. sure what that's even on. There's um, one of the EPs or something. There, yeah. They had, a, they had a couple of weird singles. things around that time. There was, um, uh, an EP called, uh, alive in the super unknown okay. and i think it's on that it's okay. got like five tracks and one of them's like an outtake there's a song called jerry garcia's finger yeah okay on it. it's just kind of like a bunch of weird stuff that i guess they okay want to put on the album yeah i think it's on that okay um i mean just 
it has everything, you know, great songwriting, uh, vocal range, uh, and it's a slow song. It is. It, it is. It's, it's surprising that, yeah, I, I like it so much, but I really do. Um, and I mean, I think they definitely played it when we saw them. Uh, they might've, I don't remember if they played it when I saw them with Nine Inch Nails, but, um, yeah, I, that's, that's all I got to say, I guess. But yeah, that's, you know, that's my favorite, my favorite, uh, Chris Cornell, um, writ, written song, I guess. I mean, right. a, a lot of these, a lot of these songs, like if I was just picking my favorite Soundgarden songs, I would, <laughs> my list would be a lot different, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, but sticking to the criteria, um, that's my criteria. That's that's what I came up with. Okay, so my number one is a Soundgarden song, and you know, oddly enough, my favorite Soundgarden album is Super Unknown. Mm-hmm. But none of my songs, are, <laughs> none of my top five are <laughs> okay. all Super Unknown. Uh, this is the other song on the single soundtrack, and it's Birth Ritual. Yep. Uh, not only is it my favorite Soundgarden song, but it's. It is, I think, the one song out of everything I could think of that he sings on that does show that range. Yeah. And that's why I said my criteria is based on songs that kind of showed all of his range. I mean, he just comes out screaming the whole time, but then there's a part like towards the middle where he calms down, and I, I, I tried figuring out the lyrics myself what the, I don't know what the hell I was writing down but uh there's one part where he, it like builds up to the end where he goes right until the mule is his heart yeah, yeah, yeah. it just like goes up into that screen yeah. and uh obviously I sound terrible doing it but <laughs> I love trying to sing along yeah. with all of that uh and you know he they would do it live sometimes mm-hmm. Uh, I wish I would have done it when we saw them. Yeah. But even, like, live, you know, a lot of singers, when they hit the high notes, uh, they tend to take it down a little bit. Yeah. Just so they don't kill themselves. And he was able to do it, like, night after night after night. I don't know if he was drinking something (laughs) special to keep his throat in line or what. Because, like, something you had mentioned to me before was, like, you know, oh, the... Because I think one of, one of his acoustic tours, he was doing Mind Riot. And, yeah. And you were probably like, oh, it probably sounds like crap. Because yeah. <laughs> there's no way he's hitting the high yeah. notes. And I found a video of it. And sure enough, man, he yeah. he hit it. And he was doing that song every night. So uh, God bless him. Yeah, definitely. Being able to hit that stuff. Uh, and Birth Ritual is just, it's a, it's probably the heaviest song. It's a scream fest. Yeah. And I just, I love it from, it's it's a big ramp up to the end. And I I, I found that in a lot of my songs too. Like they're all like crescendos to the end, (laughs) uh, which is really, really cool. So that was my number one. Yeah. Uh, You want to talk about any honorable Um, mentions? Yeah. I mean, I had birth ritual on there Mm -hmm. because yeah, it's a great song. Um, I also have uh, beyond the wheel just because, that mm-hmm. shows his range, and they they played that yes, right. Okay, and yeah, he. That's a song where I would also think like, how is he going to hit these notes? And mm-hmm. he did. <laughs> he really did. Um, I for my uh, another Soundgarden song, I have "Searching with My Good Eye Closed." I just really like that song. I actually like the live version better than the album version that's okay. on live okay. live live on i five. Um, it's just 
it just sounds a touch different, but way better <laughs> than the album version, I think. Um, and then uh, I also have Audio Slaves, Show Me How to Live. That's just another... I, that was on Okay. Mind. That's just another range song. And then, like I said before, I have uh, Hunger Strike yeah. from Temple of the Dog. When, uh, I can't remember if they did it the second time when we saw Audio Slave, but the first time I saw Audio Slave and they did Show Me How to Live, uh-huh. at the very end of the song, he does like a weird vocal thing where his voice kind of like well, drops octaves Is he stuff. doing that or is... I, it sounds like it's an effect. I have, on the album. I, I, I assumed it was. And then when we saw him live, I'm, it's getting to that point of like, okay, how are they going to close out this song? He like lifted his head up and was like doing karate chops <laughs> really? on his neck. Oh, like as, okay. You know, as he was like hitting between the uh-huh. thing. And it sounded okay. Wow. Um, that's pretty cool. I don't know what? if that's how he did it in the studio or if it was like a technical yeah. adjustment. And that's just how he decided to do it live. And again, that can't be good on your throat. <laughs> no. Doing that every yeah, night. Every night. I mean, I know he wasn't like, like he was chopping through bricks, yeah. but it was like a weird thing. And oh, I, it's interesting. That's something that I'm not aware that he did it on anything else. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. I figured that was worth mentioning. <laughs> uh, I also had um, a couple other, like just oddball things. Um, I had one Temple of the Dog song, and it's For Walled World, which okay. I think is the last song on the series, or, or second to last. Yeah, it's near sure. the end. Uh, the chorus is a really good chorus. Uh, I had um, Entering from Screaming Life, which is their very first. Okay. Thing. I'm not familiar with that album. Yeah, you'd have to. Except for Hunted Downs on that. Yeah, I think Hunted I know Downs that. on that. That's about it. Yeah, you should check it out. It's really good. Uh, I also. Um, I, I kind of felt like I needed to mention something from every sound. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I also put Head Injury from Ultra okay. Mega okay. OK. It's a weird song. It is. <laughs> but, but it's a cool song. It, it, it stands out. It's, yeah. it's pretty different from everything else. And, and range. It has range. <laughs> yeah. And the one last thing I put on here uh, is I think on his last acoustic tour, okay. he did a cover of the U2 song One. Okay. But he sang the songs to Metallica's One. To the U2 music. Okay. I can't remember if I ever told you about that. I don't remember. It was such a weird, bizarre thing, but it kind of worked out, I guess. (laughs) Everything kind of aligned musically the same way. So, I mean, he starts playing, and you're like, oh, it's the U2 song. Actually, I'm not familiar with that U2 song. uh, Yeah, it's on Octone Baby. Uh, It's a quiet song. uh, Okay. But, yeah, singing the... uh, the Metallica one over that <laughs> it was a really weird and cool thing. And I can't imagine how difficult that must've been to sing a different set of lyrics yeah. when you're playing a different yeah. song, how your mind doesn't want to sing the right yeah. words or the, the original words. So that's it for my, uh, the end of my stuff. So yeah. Um, I guess that's it. Do you have anything else you yeah. wanted to add? Or no, say? I mean, no, it's it sucks. It's a big, big loss. Um, yeah, I mean, even a, a week ago, I think I, I texted you one of their set lists that they're did. playing. It was like I'm a like, couple nights yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, this this set list is great. I wish they were coming to Philly. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, you were getting me all excited. I know. Sorry. <laughs> and you brought me right back. Yeah. Up. 
Well, that's that morning. Uh, my sister's boyfriend texted me that, and uh, he's he's fallen for things before <laughs> in in the past where you know something happens and and he it, like, like like the guy from Blues Clues yeah. <laughs> died fifty million times. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, uh, let me let me go online and see this, and it was all over online. I'm like, oh my god, yeah. it was weird because like I was already up that morning and I had been on Facebook, and that tends to be my news source yeah, yeah. because as soon as something happens, everybody's posting yeah. it on Facebook, and I didn't see anything about it. And then, you know, I'm letting the dog out, and I saw, oh, I got a text. I'm thinking it's my mom yeah. or something, and it was that. Yeah, that was a bummer. Yeah. And uh, it, it it really hit me hard, a lot harder than I thought. I just, it's something, uh, you know, he was 52, and I, yeah, you know, people come and go, but it's not, he wasn't someone that I was ever really aware of that he had issues going on, but I guess he did. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's weird because I you know I looked at like his his Twitter and I mean he was tweeting that day like oh you know show tonight and, yeah. I mean the, the day before um, and a couple of days before that like you know looking forward to this show and so I mean just not you know uh, I don't know it's I guess you don't really understand depression if you don't have it I guess I mean, yeah. even if you do have it I guess. Yeah, I, I know. I was reading that. Um, I mean, he had a lot of addiction problems mm-hmm. like a long time ago. But to my knowledge, he was pretty clean. Yeah, um, didn't have anything that you know we know of that was influencing him. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe I, who the hell knows? Yeah, who knows? It's hard to get into the mind of somebody yeah, that yeah. does something like that. But yeah, you know, it is what it is. And uh, he left us a lot of great music. Yep, definitely. So uh, I'm glad you thought to do this. This was. Yeah. <laughs> good. Uh, hopefully it's a, a good remembrance of Chris Cornell and his music. So, yep. All right. I guess that's the end of it. Yep. So, uh, thank you very much for listening and, uh, hopefully we'll get to do another best of fives again. Yes. Uh, see you guys later. Yeah.